Hey, Hada, what's happening in Melee? And as per usual, so much, so much. And there's not just the usual big tournament happening this weekend. There are also big tournaments not happening in the near future. I am referring to, of course, the Smash World Tour cancellation. Not an official cease and desist, but when you see the Nintendo response and the Panda response in the coming days where they say, hey, look, <laughs> no C&Ds on our part, just some implications at the most but really that was them yeah. and don't listen to them when they come out with those statements read the entire document even even go back and read anonymous smasher 2 i read that document back that twit longer from 2020 today and i go this is exactly what happened this year with smash world tour i mean it's being strung along making the process stretch and stretch and stretch and yep. boom we have to cancel at the last minute. Sorry, I'm by we, I mean the Smash World Tour staff, VGBC behind it. VGBC is starting to shut down a lot of their own events in 2023 already because they don't know if they're even able to stream any tournament that they run, not even just Smash World Tour in 2023, but also Glitch and other tournaments that I forgot the name of already, but you get what I'm saying. And so mm -hmm. that's where we are right now. Those are the facts. Hada, bring me the heat. Right. Um, I've always said, and I think you can go back and find some direct quotes from about a year ago on this podcast when it got announced that Nintendo was getting involved with the Panda Cup that when Nintendo was getting involved in circuits and that Nintendo was going to be doing better, I said, I want to see the receipts after the fact. I'm not counting my blessings now. I'm holding out. I don't believe anything good's actually going to come of this. And lo and behold, I wasn't surprised. I really wasn't. At this point in the game, it really boils down to just getting absolutely bent over by a combination of Nintendo being so disconnected by what we need and what we want, which is basically nothing. We don't need or want anything. We just want you to get out of the way in the grand scheme of things. And, you know, their involvement and then, of course, their involvement being a fat asterisk from what I'm guessing is probably what happened is um, this is going to be a little bit of a hot take. And this is what I actually think might have happened behind the scenes. There's probably some legal documentation saying, hey, Panda, we really want you to try to do your best to get as many people involved with Panda Cup as we can, because we don't want to have to sign out a bunch of, you know, um, verification that you can stream our events. So get everyone under your umbrella and um, see what you can do with that. And then we will just, you know, let you do all the work for us. And that kind of led to, okay, this gives people who are hungry for power, hungry for a monopoly in Smash, a.k.a. Dr. Allen, the benefit of the doubt and also the excuse to go and try to strong arm local and regional TOs all over the country to try to get them under the Panda slash um, Nintendo good graces and give him an opportunity to try to monopolize the professional melee scene, which is honestly disgusting you know we're a grassroots scene we do it because we love it we do it for the love of the game we've never had fatty prize pools and the first fatty prize pool that we actually have under our belt which was smash world tour two hundred fifty thousand dollars in the pot for that final weekend and now it's completely down the tubes so i i'm just so disgusted by the level of disconnect coming out from what, who we should be looking to as professionals in the scene who we should be looking to as figureheads to 
help usher in and make those smart decisions and make those informed decisions for us on our behalf. And now we can't trust those kind of people anymore. So, I mean, I, I've got a lot to say, but I'm going to end up rambling. So let's get some, let's get some direction. Let's break this down as some pieces. I think is probably what we should probably do. Now, there are a few people who listen to this podcast who are not 100% connected with everything going on because I have a few people who I know who are outside of Smash. They say, I like listening to your podcast sometime. And so these are the people what I'm thinking of when I go into my little tidbit here and how to hang in there with me mm-hmm. because gotcha. this none of this is new to you because you're involved as well. So <laughs> what happens when a game like Call of Duty or Halo or Street Fighter or... Or, or Fortnite, yes, there we go, there's a big one, Fortnite. What happens when those games start to have a relative amount of people interested in creating a competition forum for those games? Usually, mm-hmm. there is fan interest. You know, you might have a bunch of you and the homies going over to a house, and you're going to see who's the best Fortnite or Minecraft or, or a Call of Duty player, and then eventually you go, there's another thing in town here that a bunch of people are going to from the area that's being organized by somebody oh who's the organizer just a joe schmo who wants to see who the best in town is who's the best in the region who's the best in the country who's the best in the united states the developer has control of the ip of those games you might not think of steve as a character or even mario as someone who's owned but in the same way that a character like mickey mouse or moana by Disney or Iron Man by Marvel, that person, that character, that entity is intellectual property. It belongs to somebody. And so if you, the non-owner, try to use it for your own purposes, it might not matter. But if you get to a big enough spot in the world and there are enough eyes on you, you draw the eyes of the developer, the publisher, however you want to phrase, the IP owner. And then they go, okay, great. What's going on here? Oh, well, are you making money off of this in any capacity are you dirtying our name or the name of the intellectual property that you are using in any capacity and if that's true you have to be you have to shut down the intellectual property protection laws dmca all that kind of stuff in the united states is pretty strong hard to challenge hard to overrule even with things like fair use or parity None of that really matters in the in the short term because what the company can say, what the intellectual property holder can say is, you're messing up, we're going to come after you. And in order to prove them wrong, you have to, first of all, have a solid footing and say that you were, in fact, not doing anything wrong, have that hold up in a court and behind the, the closed doors before it even goes to court. And you have to push through various levels of judicious rooms, get it all the way to however far you want. Supreme Court doesn't matter, but you get to a point where 10 years might pass, $100 million might be spent, and you could still be wrong. Those are what you have to look at. So you either say, oh yeah, sure, I got 10 years and $100 million to burn. I will prove them right that my drawing of Iron Man is in fact fair use. (laughs) No, you're not going to do that. So when it comes to the fighting game community or, or, or other video games that ha- now have official circuits or official tournaments run by the publishers. And this is a good point made by Blur. 
the Crimson Blur, Prime Blur, who said mm -hmm. a lot of those games in the early 2010s as esports was becoming popular started off by saying, let's have a third party come in and build up a circuit. And then we, the publisher, will take it away from the third party and run it once a few years have passed and all the startup happens and now it's just going. We can take over the reins of an existing circuit and now we can put our influence onto it. And the way that Blur sees this is that Panda was that third party for the Panda Cup circuit for this year. That Panda Cup was going to, and Panda itself, the, org the organization, Panda's going to do all the hard work with little to no resources, try to strong arm everybody into it. And Alan, it's up to you. Do it by our whatever means necessary, or maybe they didn't give him any of those kinds of instructions, and Alan put it upon himself. Alan, the CEO of Panda, that's who I'm talking about. It doesn't matter, because we don't know for sure why. All we know is that, yes, several, like a, over a dozen big TOs that run your favorite Melee and Ultimate tournaments. This is important as well. Let's not lose this. Mm -hmm. Ultimate lost on this, too. Ultimate lost a 100,000 plus prize pool. Ultimate la lost out on a total collective 350,000 prize pool for 2023 Smash World Tour. So let's not forget that either. Ultimate lost too. And so, so all these other tournament organizers in the scene of Smash who said, yes, Alan approached us and said this, you have to join Panda Cup, otherwise your event's getting shut down, your event's getting shut down, your event's getting shut down. And mm -hmm. even went to people like BTS, Beyond the Summit, who are extremely big, extremely well-respected, who have a very functioning, healthy ecosystem of how they make their own Smash events work. They're running invitationals. It's very successful. And even mm -hmm. Alan is going up to them and saying, I can get you shut down because I can get Nintendo involved. And so... All of that work and imagine a reality where it either works or it mostly succeeds. All of this press in, within the past 48 hours don't happen. And then a year or two from now, Nintendo shuts down Panda in some capacity and says, now we're fully in charge. We have finally done what we wanted to do this entire time, all these years, which is have full control of how tournaments happen in the scene. Who gets to talk about our brand on stream? Who gets to play our game? Who gets to be in the spotlight as long as you lick the boot, kiss the ring? And does anybody like that reality? Everybody in the scene? That is a hell no. Nobody wants that. There are so many people who might even want to be a little bit in defense of Panda or a little bit in defense of Nintendo. But even those people could look at a bland vanilla ask stream two years from now and they would go wow this is this is tough and it's because for a big gigantic ball of a organization that is tripping over itself trying to run these treehouse competitive smash events whatever whatever i don't i don't even know uh what the smash official it's like something like versus like smash versus it doesn't matter they they don't know how to do this stuff we the community know how to run these tournaments we've been doing it for over 20 years now especially in the past 10 years think about it 2012 to now when esports started to become a thing we have been able to not only survive but in the past couple of years thrive and i will shout out aiden calvin for this who thankfully was able to drop some really useful nuggets on his stream when aiden was talking about this 
The reason why Nintendo wanted to get more involved recently is because, like, the Papa John's deal happened without Nintendo. Smash World Tour happened without Nintendo and was getting bigger. Had the most viewership last year out of any Smash tournament. And finals was going to be even bigger this year, and we all knew it. Maybe we weren't super excited to talk about who had the most Smash World Tour points going into the finals, but you knew that we were going to be watching it, and, and we would care about who won. So Nintendo realizes this, and they go, oh my gosh, we actually should really like amp up our 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 involvement because this is starting to actually succeed a little bit in other words smash is starting to succeed a little too much for nintendo's comfortability and once again their angle was what do we do we could dmca we could we could we could shut down we could do all kinds of stuff but it's bad press let's let's give the golden ticket to somebody within the community who wants us to be involved and of course there's always going to be someone who gets fooled by nintendo being oh we're gonna help you guys this time so dr allen is that person who fell for it completely got handed the golden key and said i can be the person just like many tos before him the people who said we're getting rid of pm we're getting rid of p plus we don't care about anything except the, the, the pure and right thing. They have to do unfrozen Pokemon Stadium, blah, blah, blah. We are going to do this finally. We're finally going to be the person that gets Nintendo liking the Melee and Smash community as a whole, blah, blah, blah. That's going to be me, says Dr. Allen. And some of this is drawing between the lines. Some of this is what actually happened. I don't know what the motive is for Dr. Allen and Panda to say... Hey, everybody else, you're going to get shut down. You have to work with us as the sale line. But it is <laughs> utterly deplorable, utterly messed up. Yeah. Um, I, I think, like, it's... I can't believe I haven't heard of this in a long time. I just something randomly popped in my head. But the last time Nintendo actually took the reins on running any sort of event that was, modicum, that was a modicum successful was Evo Japan. And it was their involvement in Evo Japan. And I remember seeing the prize pool list, and like, you know, Street Fighter, $100,000, uh, Marvel versus Capcom, X amount of dollars, uh, Tekken, X amount of dollars, like tons and tons of prize money. And on the bottom, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, this game has been out for maybe two years. So it's still very, very hyped. The grand prize, for the prize for the grand champion, a gold-colored Nintendo Pro Controller. Switch Pro Controller. I'm just like, dude, what a spit in the face when, like, a huge portion of the Ultimate Professional player base comes from Japan. So it was almost a perfect, like, top eight. Like, you were seeing, with the exception of, you know, Leo, with the exception of Spargo, uh, DeBuzz, Void, like, there's a, a handful of, like, NA talent, but you could get a huge a hugely top heavy top 32 just on japan entrance alone for smash ultimate and what did nintendo do within two years of releasing their you know flagship you know crack at esports officially in smash ultimate they put a pro controller for their grand champion no pop bonus i can guarantee you they didn't help fund the tournament at all but they immediately on gut reaction we're like yo but you have to like th run ads for all of our games you have to run sidebar ads you have to you know pay for streaming rights on for a nintendo product blah 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 so they got paid out i'm sure and then paid for you know a hundred dollars maybe in development for the controller and then just cashed out on free advertisement and uh and, and getting paid for streaming rights 
and then you know whoever the hell uh nintendo ceo walks onto the stage and hands the actually with sakurai himself so you know you get paid in hugging the creator of your favorite game (laughs) i mean i guess i mean god what's sad is like seeing that video was such an awkward hug but the guy went for it (laughs) (laughs) it's what what makes me sad is like i know that this i know that sakurai thinks this is wrong in my heart of hearts i know sakurai's knows that everything that they're doing to the competitive smash scene is so wrong because Sakurai came from fighting games. Sakurai's background growing up, he would go to the arcades and grind out King of Fighters like every other nerdy Japanese kid growing up. Grinding out, try, just waiting for a chance to hop back on the stick so he could play and try to get better. That's literally how he grew up. You can go back and check interviews. And he grew up as a competitive fighting game player. And that's how like he, you know, like was this passion for creating Smash was born. And what breaks my heart is I can almost guarantee you that he has no power, no staying place, and being like, yo, guys, can we just do something right by the community? Or he's just so used to raking it in at the expense of everyone else. I can't say for sure. I don't know Masahiro Sakurai. But what breaks my heart is that I know that it the, the deepest recesses of his heart, he knows what's going on is wrong. And yes, that yes, hurts yes. a lot. And you know that what? I would say based on the desire to create YouTube videos without monetizing – and paying editors and translators to run two different YouTube channels at the same time, even if it's the same content, it's it still has to be translated in English, blah, blah, blah. I would venture to say Sakurai would want to say something, but doesn't feel like he's in a position to actually do it and doesn't want to be disrespectful because that is probably in line with Japanese culture. You know, disrespect, not a cool thing. And biting the hand that fed you, referring to Nintendo specifically, Nintendo gave him all these opportunities to do this. I mean, Smash was supposed to be Dragon King or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. just got really lucky because Iwata took a chance and said, "Look, let's just let's just let's just put these characters in anyway, and hopefully our our fellow Nintendo people will actually like this and let it and greenlight it." And it's a miracle that even that happened. So, yeah, I would venture to say that Sakurai would almost be willing to say something, but not a shot, and that's not going to happen. Yeah. And it's it's just a damn shame because you know, I was saying it to a couple of friends of mine. They're like, what's your opinion on this? You know, as a as a commentator, as someone who has investment in the competitive scene, someone who, you know, helps run this podcast, which was guys, thank you so much for putting us on top ninety five percent of Spotify for leisurely podcast listeners um, throughout the uh- the whatever, no, but. I no. We created top ninety eight percent. Like we beat out ninety eight percent of other people for our what we've produced. We we mm. we did we did so much more runtime than ninety eight percent of the of the peoples. We don't we we we're not in the top two uh, percent you know, of. I, I to. would like to be, but you know, hey, but one we, step hey, at a time. Work, we're putting in the work. That's yes. all that matters. Well, that's really cool, guys. So if you want to. You know, put some hours into watch all that content. It's all on Spotify. It's all on YouTube. It's all on uh, Apple Podcasts. It's all on all that good stuff. So you guys want to do do us all everywhere except Stitcher Premium because I hate Stitcher Premium or allegedly you get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, yeah. But when it all boils down to it, I'm I didn't have a great relationship with VG Bootcamp, so it's like. In the grand scheme of things, like I, I didn't enjoy working with them as much. If I got an opportunity to get a paid gig on, you know, 
with good opportunity to work with VG Bootcamp, of course I would do it. Um, but now it's that like I wouldn't go out of preference to work with VGBC. Now I don't ever want to work with Panda, and my only options now are all the grassroots TOs. So your Aiden Calvin's your um, <laughs> it's not your really BTS. <laughs> it's not really TOing anymore. He's like people like Aiden Calvin, people like Juggle Guy, people like Sheridan. Um, mm. and it's like the people who run the big stuff who are actually from the ground, they're like, what's that thing from Haikyuu? Like from the concrete. They're just here to, you know, do, do the God's One of work. us, one of us, literally. One of us. us. Exactly. So it's like, those are the people I'm working with now. And when it boils down to that, those are the tier one events. And I'm rarely going to get blocks at those. So it's like, what am I supposed to do? I'm kind of shit up a crick without a paddle as well. So it's like. This whole thing really sucks for me because now there's so much there's so much damning evidence that if you're a grassroots TO trying to get your tournament off the block and you're getting maybe 100, 200 people who are like, yo, I would definitely come to a tournament in Oregon for no reason. You know, I would, if it has a couple good players going out, if it's in a good time of the year, if it's the flights are cheap. And that's the way you start a good grassroots regional. That turn that could turn potentially into a major in one or two years. That's how it starts. You get some good building blocks and you build and build and build and build and build. That's how Full Bloom happened. Full Bloom out of Bloomington, Indiana. No one would ever go there unless they're going to school there. Um, started in a in their university ballroom and it grew and grew and grew and grew and it got to a bigger ballroom, a bigger ballroom, and then suddenly people were flying out. Leffen was there, Mango was there, Wizard was there, Hbox was there, Zane went out to the last one and won the last one. And it just grows. And if you build onto it, more people will come. And with this news and which this precedent that's been shown by Panda and the Nintendo team, I, that's going to dissuade a lot of people who are potentially would be willing to put in that legwork, to put in those hours, to start up a monthly, start up a regional that could potentially grow into something big for the community. And that breaks my heart into a million pieces because I want to be there as a professional, as a commentator, to help build those people up as well, to make those memories happen, to potentially be that voice behind that crucial moment in game five of top eight of grand finals where you know Fizzwiggle upsets Wizrobe in grand finals and wins a flat iron 17 in Colorado I don't know something like that that would be amazing and I would love to be a part of that but now with this precedent set there's now a huge asher to there's gonna be so many people who just don't want to deal with Nintendo sending them C and D letters and threatening legal action just because they didn't go through the quote unquote proper cha proper channels, and that really really hurts for the future of this game. The implication of all of this from VGBC is also that there's a major implication that non-licensed events, which is the majority of the events being thrown in the Smash scene. You don't have a license from Nintendo. Now, I think most or all of the Panda Cup events had a Nintendo broadcasting license, but yeah. we're talking about events like Genesis and so on, events that were not part of the Panda Cup. What happens to those? What happens to Main Stage this weekend, which we will talk about the bracket once we're done covering the Nintendo and Smash World Tour news, but the implication that VGBC understands and the reason why they started shutting down their 2023 events that are outside of Smash World Tour, which they knew they were going to have to shut down, which they have already started doing. But then they also announced, look, double down and glitch. We, we can't, we're, we're just, we're just going to say right now, we're not running them as of now. They're canceled as of now and, and stay tuned. We don't know. This is the newest, highest price that we had to pay for the fuck around and find out 
graph and formula where every time we think or somebody in the community thinks if Nintendo is actually saying they want to be involved, now is finally the time to let them in and we pay a bigger price every time. PM. That should have been that should have been it right there. But the community, of course, newer, younger kids come in all the time who don't know, and we're like the parents who don't teach their kids or something. And they, uh, you know, you're doing a repeat history, right? That kind of thing. When the f- news first hit about Panda and Nintendo, I thought if they are really committed to doing it, then that means that they're going to do things that are not only in interest of Panda succeeding, but also the community succeeding. And the more time went on, the more you got the feeling. No one's benefiting from this except for Panda. It's not like they... All these sponsorships that they brought in, the milk people and the wonderful pistachios of the world, <laughs> I don't. I didn't see a cut of any of that going to places that were not Panda Cup. Where's the, the kind of... Okay, how about this? When Golden Guardians first became involved with Melee, I was skeptical as per usual because I go... Okay, first of all, who is Golden Guardians? Oh, they're with the Warriors. Why would the Warrior why would the Warriors care about Smash or care about Melee? Wait, a fifty thousand dollar grassroots community benefit fund? We're just gonna you're just gonna give away fifty grand just like just like that. Okay. See that that in other words is not just helping themselves, they're helping the community. Uh, and then the Papa John's thing, which I said did not happen because of Panda Cup or because of Nintendo. That happened because of BTS. So shouts out to BTS. Mm-hmm. That benefited not just BTS, even though they could have kept that for themselves. They didn't have to share it with other tournament organizers and tournament series around Smash, but they did share that. How cool is that? That's a community helping itself. That's a community helping each other. What did Nintendo do throughout this year? The more time went on, the more you went. What are they? What are they actually doing other than making us play on Unfrozen Stadium? What are we doing? And 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 the and the finals, which we were all saying, hey, is the final Panda Cup finale? Is that going to be a bigger prize pool than Smash World Tour? Because you would think, as a starter, it would be. They would just match it or exceed it because they have to. They have to, right? Of course they have to. And as soon as that got announced that it was less of a grand prize for Melee and Ultimate for their circuit finale compared to the Smash World Tour circuit finale, that it was a smaller prize pool than Smash World Tour, I was like, what what, what are we even doing? So it's all very... Very scuffed when when, when when you get to this part. Now that we have... Now that we know... A little bit more details, things that VGBC and Smash World Tour have said that have been corroborated by people involved with Golden Guardians, people that have been involved with BTS, these other tournament organizers, and most of whom can't say it publicly because they all sign NDAs when interacting with Panda. But again, blessings to people like Aiden Calvin who did not sign an NDA and so can just kind of spill the beans on some of the details, some of them, not all of them, or people like Blur as well. So here's what I recommend you do. If you want to hear more about this, Hada, of course, I will let you wrap this up. But we gotta we gotta get in the direction of wrapping up. We gotta talk about main stage bracket. So if you wanna hear more details, spilling of the beans, I recommend you go to Calvin Aiden on Twitch, look up the VOD, or it'll be on his YouTube later this week, I assume. Watch that YouTube video because a lot of beans are spilled there because Aiden Calvin knows the people, knows the people. And then Mm -hmm. I would also say another great resource is Waiting for Game because that's Aiden, Blur, and The Cheat, aka Mikey, from three different significant sources 
being able to talk about this relatively openly. And then lastly, I would say there there's just for kicks and giggles to be inspired. Like I have been inspired, go and watch the people's champ, go to scars, new YouTube channel, scar speaks, something like that. I'll link it in the description. Bobby scars speaks. Bobby scars speaks. Okay. It'll be linked in the description of this, of this video scar who to this day needs to talk in public more often, bringing the juice and making you want to burn a building down or something. Allegedly, I'm not going to burn down a building, but here, here's, here's what I, here's what I messaged Scar afterwards, just so that I could say it for myself, because I mean this Chad, I mean this right now. They see in Genesis nine, or if Genesis nine has to shut down because of implied BS, I'm still going to San Jose. You can catch me there. I will be there. I'll play Melee with whoever shows up in front of the convention center. We're going to do that protest thing that Scar was talking about. You catch me there between January 18th and January 22nd or whatever. I will be there. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter if there's no tournament to actually go to. I will be there. The end. Hada, you. Yeah. Uh, I think Scar's idea, and I think Scar is definitely the most impassioned about it, um, was I, and it's in the grand scheme of things to quote the man himself, what are they going to do? Send cops to unplug our CRTs? Like what the hell? It's like, and it all boils down to, and again, I'm no lawyer, so I can't say for certain, um, like implicit damages. What money have we costed Nintendo? In fact, the inverse is probably true. We've made them more money playing their game for 20 plus years. They haven't sold a new copy of Melee in at least 18 years. They have not produced and sold a copy of Super Smash Bros. Melee for the Nintendo GameCube for at least 18 years. And if they were, they were resold on eBay and they didn't see any profit from that. I can guarantee you that. So there's a lot of great impassioned speech going on, especially from originating from Bobby Scar. Now, Scar is peddling a lot of very impassioned ideas such as and i agree with him if you really want to make things happen and if they come after a tournament that's already in progress like they can't stop us from playing the game they could threaten legal action if we stream it but then we turn it into an irl stream and then it's all the boys hanging out in the convention center in san jose california talking about how you know nintendo has tried to stop a tournament with thousands of attendees and another couple hundred spectators all for the love of the game in which they just are upset that they're not making enough money out of our own implicit work so i'm 100 percent for that idea if i'm at a tournament and i hear that i'm supposed to go on stream and commentate and then they say hey you can't commentate anymore because there's not gonna be any gameplay on stream you want to just go sit there and talk about how much you love the game and how much you hate nintendo yeah, bro, I'm down. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Run it. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll see you in five. And, like, yeah, absolutely. Run it. And I can't say it as eloquently as Scar. Go watch some of Scar's VODs. Go check out some of his highlighted tweets from the past couple days. Um, Golden Guardians had him on for a impromptu um, radio melee in which he went over a lot of the topics he did on his stream. And of course, go watch Aiden Calvin's video. There's lots of great content and lots of great things to digest as a result. But in the interim, 
while we wait for the Panda statement, for the Nintendo statement, trying to weasel their way out of this, which they will not be able to. We cannot let them. We have Main Stage 2022 this very weekend. Tomorrow, on Friday, there will be that sweet, sweet Melee and Ultimate. But Melee played. So let's talk about singles and doubles bracket. Actually, you know what? Why don't we just do a little bit of dubs? Let's show dubs some love and talk about dubs first. How about that? So, Hada, I'll let you do most of the talking here, but I just want to <clears> highlight <throat> a few top eight, quote-unquote, shoe-ins. Now, seating with top eight or uh, or seating for doubles, I can't imagine to be very much fun, but the the projected top eight as of now is winners is Bakogu Ginger versus Umarth and Azel. I believe it's pronounced Azel. I think that's how... I've always it... said Azel, but I think I'm wrong. I well, I read an article after Azel signed with... Oh boy. Anyway, after Hazel signed with somebody recently and it was like, yeah, you're supposed to pronounce it like Hazel, but I, I'm, I'm just going off of that. Ralph Dark Atma, Aura Nut. On the other side of Winners and Losers, it's Dawson and Lunar Dust versus Professor Pro, shouts out, and Frenzy, shouts out. Then mm. Low King and Preeminent versus Crudo and SFAT. So they are missing an important team that is going to be talked about, but who better than to talk about a Colorado team <laughs> than Hada himself? Please take it That's away, Hada. That's true. Um, Colorado, uh, we love our teams. And so I'm going to do my civic duty in shouting out the Colorado team that will be in top eight because they're so good. And it's <clears> the <throat> brothers. It's Fizzwiggle and Faison. Guys, it's the Samus Mar It's the Samus Sheik team that live in your nightmares. They only lose to local teams when even at majors then during their genesis run i believe they lost to dd and third strongest but then beat out i think uh none and soon say they beat out another pretty high level team but ended up losing and then lost to no and then they had to play con man and uh dsj another colorado team for top eight um that's tough so but they ended up beating them and ended up getting their fifth or something at the last genesis so absolutely you know, they're seated to lose to curve and sdj no shot they lose to curve <laughs> and sdj curve is very good sdj very good there is no shot the brothers lose to curve sdj can they beat umarth and azel absolutely it's gonna be hard but i don't think umar is very good at teams i haven't really them play teams all that much but we have a lot of good marths in here local in colorado that play that are very good team players con man and poliarch very very good marths and teams and they have to play against them at every local so marth and teams not that scary Azel, good north cal teams player but having to carry around a silly marth guy no shot they beat the brothers so they're gonna then travel all the way into the top eight qualifier and slap around those boys from the uk like oi bruv Enjoy losers. So Prof Pro and Frenzy gonna go down to top eight losers. Um and Ooh. my boys, Fizzwiggle and Faison, going into top eight, as opposed to I believe what was it, Azel Umarth. And then uh they'll have a pretty comp competitive set against Fat Goku and Ginger, and I can't call that one because they're the ones that's uh that's second place at, at Big House and only lost mm -hmm. to J Mook and IBDW, or should I say yes. JBDW, excuse me. JBDW. Uh yeah, Fat Goku and Ginger are both very good. They're a good team. So they're. I think Fat Goku Ginger and Ralph Dark Atma shoe in for grand finals. Ralph and Dark Atma 
I think really got ups- got hard upset when they played in the VIP tournament at Summit with Josh Man and um, Hungrybox. I'm very shocked that Josh Man and Hungrybox beat them. They're a very, very good team. So I, um, I'm really interested to see how this doubles bracket wraps up. I hope that we see some Colorado action in top eight, and I'm almost can say for certain that we will because they're goaded. And so hope to see some more action from the boys from Colorado. But now we turn our attention to singles. Sorry, doubles enjoyers. You can go ahead and tune out now. Oh, but there, there's some just there's some there's some interesting wait a second. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, there's some interesting names here, one of whom I saw that I know for a fact will not be there because of the twit longer. We're talking about Dan Zane Nagmi. Not gonna be don't test me at main stage because Dan will not be there in any capacity. So let's just get that out of the way. But for singles, on the first half of top 64, you have names like Amsa, Magi, Slug, Slug, and soon say IBDW, Ginger S Fat, Axamu, Kadoran, Professor Pro. You got you got players like that. Mm-hmm. But here's some interesting names that I think you should keep an eye on. First of all, Far. If that's the Far, that's from from Mexico, from Mexico who I, I mm-hmm. sincerely hope that it is. Who else would dare use Far's tag with an exclamation point? Keep an eye on Far. Keep an eye on Dawson. Oh, and by the way, since Dawson is here, guarantee Hungrybox does not win main stage because Hungrybox <laughs> is 0 for 7 at tournaments that Dawson was also been in attendance for. And let's also not forget, we were talking about Curve and, and Azel earlier. Definitely want to keep an eye on them in the side of top 64 as well. See how far they can get towards reaching top 16. But for this first half of top 64, whether it's on the winner's side or on the loser's side, who are you looking for here in the first half of top 64, Hada? The first half of top 64. Let's give it a look-see. See if there's anyone who is horrifically underseated. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. The the first. Are we looking name, at the mango side or the the Amsa side? The Amsa side. Okay, give me one second. I'm on the wrong. But no, we'll look at the mango side next. Mm-hmm. Okay, Amsa, Amsa, Amsa. Aha, found it. All right, let's give it a look. See, so on our winner's side, Amsa over Eddie. That makes sense. Uh, Magi over Lucky. Uh, that's gonna be contentious. Uh, Joey been looking pretty good in his friendlies against Mango, so it, I, that could go either way, quite honestly. And then Spacey versus Omsa. I think Omsa does take that and move on to top 16. Yep. Uh, Slug over Frenzy. I can say that pretty certainly, but Frenzy, very, very strong. Soonsei over Null. Um, I think Soonsei, pretty cracked right now, and also very good at the ditto. I believe beat Leffen, right? At the last but time. it is a ditto. It is dittos. And uh, I think uh, Aziz, aka Hacks Money, used to say, um fox dittos are just uh children's gambling so we'll have to see how that goes mm-hmm. ibw over lunar dusk yeah that's probably pretty accurate but i could see lunar dusk making it competitive you know ibdw uh, has a really bad habit of losing uh in winners just a little too early but does it happen before <laughs> top 16 we don't know yet we will have to see ginger over s fat that is a contentious match and i want to watch that I, I hope ginger, that happens. Yes, absolutely. I think Ginger in the last year and a half has been has looked a little stronger than S Fat, uh, but I think Zach is. I haven't really gotten to see Zach play at a high level in a, what feels like a very long time, um, or at least he hasn't been highlighted enough. So Ginger versus S Fat is probably gonna be my set to watch for this half of top sixty four winners. Um, so I think that's gonna be a pretty good one. Axe over Zamu, 
that's probably true. Zamu does play a good amount with Swift. Uh, they're friends through Twitch and friends through, I believe, the Crack Shack Discord. So I know that they play a good amount. So it could be a pretty contentious set. And Kadoran over Prof Pro. I feel pretty confident that Kadoran could beat the likes of Professor Pro. So looking at that winner side, looking at their first round of losers. Um, don't test me, of course, won't be making it. So unless they're going to change the seating, I'll probably just be a DQ through. And so Chango will look to probably play against Prof Pro, which is uh, Washington slash Mexico Puff versus Prof Pro. I think Prof Pro, very, very good at the Puff matchup. Um, had, I think, two or three solid wins on HBox back in 2016, 2017 era. So has been a strong Fox versus Puff um, in the matchup for a very long time. Far over Eggy. Eggy, very, very strong Peach Chicago. If I'm thinking of the right Eggy, there is two Eggies. So Yoshi and a Peach, actually. Um, but far, very, very strong against Peach. Uh, Khalid over Gooms will be pretty tough. Um, two California-based Puff and Fox, respectively. Gooms, one of the preeminent controller modders. Dawson over Fizzwiggle. I love Dawson, but that's dog right there, Fizzwiggle. <laughs> I don't um, think Dawson will be in losers that early. They're they're disrespecting Dawson. Shouts out to Philly. Yeah, hey, Dawson's goaded. Uh, Fizzwiggle also goaded, but... I, I, that's a tough matchup for Evan. Um, he has a very, very lengthy losing record against Michael 41 billion. He ran into him, uh, back through many, many tournaments through 2018. I think has like an 0 and 3 and 0 and 4 record against Michael. Um, Acebox just chomping at the bit right now. <laughs> I will say, um, Fizzwiggle has been looking good against Didi, who was Colorado's best puff for a while. And then when moving back to California, took a set off S2J, took a set off West Balls, and um, I think Fiction out of Verdugo. Um, so the, um, through uh, one of was at Lawless and one was at Verdugo, um, has set wins on S2J, Fiction, and I believe West Balls. So very, very strong puff. And Fizzwiggle had a winning record before he moved back to Colorado. So could be a new shift in the meta, the Fizzwiggle meta. Maybe could take the win over Dawson and then face off against Lunar Dusk, which is definitely tough for Fizzwiggles, but we will have Whoa. to see. What a matchup. Spread. That is a tough matchup. <laughs> puff into Ices. That is a great loser. Stay in winners, Fizzwiggles. Stay in winners. Jeez he has, Louise. He has to beat Typhoon into Kadoran to stay in winners and then has to face off against Prof. Wait, wait, wait. If you could get Kidoran. to Kadoran, there's, hey, if you can beat Mango, you can beat Kadoran. Sorry, Fizzwiggles, not to put that pressure on you, but come on. And he gets the warm-up for facing off against Typhoon, who I believe smart the pacific northwest right now so uh so yeah if he runs through typhoon with some good confidence and claps up kadoran yeah, yeah i can see there's a, no, there's a wiggle there. versus prof pro and and winner's side but ooh, that's there's gonna be tough there is no one who forward smashes quite like kadoran though no definitely not um sdj versus logos uh so that's puff texas puff versus rank one in utah or pseudo rank one i think logos is still rank one and uh, OKP would be right. Logos has got to chill with these tweets. My gosh. Yeah, Logos on Twitter. I saw a really funny quote tweet from someone that says Logos is looking like the um, the Andrew Tate of Melee right now. And I'm like, Jesus, bro. Okay. That is wild. I was Let's thinking a mix of like <laughs> of um, new style and old style fiction tweets is what I was going to oh, say. Yeah. Too, too wild. Uh, Azel versus Asashi. Uh, that's good. Or Azel, sorry, for Rectify, I believe, is a sponsor. Oh, there um, it is. A Not listed a in doubles. That's interesting. Too. Come on, doubles, just as important. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> Should be an interesting matchup. I think that'll be pretty close. I've played, I actually ran into Asashi a couple of times on 
tanked when I was really grinding singles prior to the Colorado Arcadian. So my MMR was pretty high at the time. Um, and they were very, very good. I cheesed the game off of them on FD. I chain grabbed them a little bit. And then I got two and three stocked a lot. So that was Sashi very, very good. I think um, Azel is definitely on a different level. Uh, one of the preeminent, um, one of the prolific, sorry, preeminence another Fox. Uh, one of the prolific HBox slayers through the online era. So Azel, very, 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 very strong competitor. And final matchup for this loser side. JSOL versus Steech. Uh, Steech, has, when I hopped back up onto Anther's ladder a couple months ago, just to see how it goes, Steech double four-stalked me and said good games and quit out the, and quit out the client. And I'm like, okay, my bad. <laughs> Steech is a very, very powerful um, frame one style fox from, I believe, NorCal. Uh, definitely on the up and up, is, um, according to Trey the Trash Man, a shoe-in for top 100 if they get their records right. So JSOL, of course, one of the prolific Jay Sheiks. And uh, I think I, I would probably give the nod to, to Steech, honestly. Steech is real, real crispy right now. Um, so definitely look out for, the, for that guy running through the tubes and running through losers. Let's move to the other side of top 64. You got the mango side, as Hada was pointing out earlier. Yes, there's going to be a really fun matchup right off the bat. Can France pull off the upset of the year? Well, I guess Fizzwiggle already did, but... Mango versus Franz, and you got also you got people like SFOP, by the way. Woohoo! Second tournament of the year, baby. Let's go. Versus Let's go Josh Man, Aqua versus Aura, Moki, Mac, Hungrybox versus Logan. Oh my gosh. That's speaking of early slippy days. SDJ mm-hmm. versus Crudo, Leffen versus Gerzo, Fiction versus But of course, I'm wait, Polish making it that far in winners? Polish is, oh, yeah. is playing as Polish a regular it. dog now, so we'll see about that. But uh, going down the losers, I was just I'll highlight. I'll, I'll Polish, talk about, not, that'll be that'll be a tough one. Polish, uh, that'll be tough. You, you, if, especially with you will have your dog. turn, Hada. You will have Sorry. your turn. <laughs> I'm not trying to take all of this away from you. I'm trying to get in my piece. I wanted to just quickly highlight that people like Bakogun losers. I always love the idea of a nice Steven run. Or how about Melee Stats Chape, who's coming out for main stage? Uh, got got a decent amount of not worldwide, but uh, you know, not just simply the U- U.S., but also you got. Okay, sorry, let me rephrase. Chape is from South America. Okay, my bad. Chile, I believe. But also people like Far and Eddie Max, so on. It's not just the United States. So let's go Chape, and it's so cool that Wrangler could possibly make top sixty-four at main stage as Donkey Kong. That also is fighting in. A- and then I'll I'll go ahead and also bonfire ten if she can go on a nice run. Ten's obviously on. I don't I don't know what the weak matchups are there, but I just love the idea of newing well, and that starts with bonfire ten on through losers. It'll be tough if you have to run into Franz and the S swap into S two J to make top sixteen. Maybe not on that far, but I, I'm. Really pleased with the fact that in response to the Smash World Tour stuff, Main Stage said, we're going to extend our deadline. We will put you in if you want to show up to this event. And a lot of people did decide to register after all. So this is a great all-around top 64. But how to cover the matchups you want to see and what you're looking forward right. to seeing from our players on this side of top 64. Yeah. Um, highlighting some really cool ones. I don't see Mango losing to Franz. Um, I think Franz is very, very talented. Uh, I think Franz is. I think Franz's play style is very akin to 
beating out floaties. So Franz's upset over Polish, as shocking as it was, um, it's definitely like plays more to Franz's place. I think uh, can't really keep up as much with the super super high level spaces. Speaking of especially Falco, spaces, yeah, Falco's tough. Falco's super super tough for Doctor Mario. Um, obviously, you have Cape to bounce back some lasers, but it's difficult to weave into your movement as much as it is. Just watch uh, really the fiction well- versus Franz said it's it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's it's brutal. Like a uh, laser F tilt, laser up tilt, laser turn around up tilt. It's absolutely brutal. Um, Josh Man versus L Swap actually going to be one of the marquee matches for your winner side of top sixty four on this side. I think uh, Josh has been playing very very hot. Had a really deep run at um, I believe get on my level, yep. beating IBDW yep. as well as Moki. Mm-hmm. So very very strong in the Fox Fox, uh, but also S Swap very oh. fresh off that DreamHack Atlanta win. Oh yeah, free melee by the way. Free melee, free melee. Mm-hmm. melee. Mm-hmm. S Swap currently fresh off a win at DreamHack Atlanta, beating. Uh, it was M2K and then beating uh Cobalt. So Cobalt, very very strong player. Of course, a kind of a little uh, basically a very small regional. Let's be real. Uh, but Swap went in there, cashed some checks and broke some necks and took home the dub. And that's what I like to see from Spoonful of Pasta. It's gonna be pretty huge. Yep. So Swap doing pretty pretty good. Um, Aklo Aura, um, Aura very very good. Uh, but I think Aklo with a lot of rivalry experience, should take that. And that sets up an Aklo-Moki uh, winner's quarterfinals, which I think is going to be a very, very contested set. I believe there was an Aklo versus Moki salt mine grand finals from three or four weeks back that Trey and I commentated that Moki actually took over Aklo in a pretty convincing, pretty borderline disrespectful fashion. Moki was kind of schmooving on him later in the set, and did not look close so i would honestly give the nod to moki just based off that one performance of course it's online and you got to give online a a little um a little piece of little caveat at the end there um hbox logan i think hbox takes that um nine nine ninety five out of a hundred times i'll give logan the respect that they're owed and um, they have taken sets in the past and um but in my most recent memory, and especially and from the salt mine, Logan did have a couple runs with HBox to the salt mine tubes, and I don't think has taken a game a set off of HBox to the salt mine. And I haven't seen them run into each other in person in a very very long time. And HBox prepping for Zane for the better part of this year, probably very locked in against Mar- any Marth that isn't Zane. So can't say for certain that I could see Logan taking it off of HBox, but you know I've been surprised before. SUJ versus Crudo. Crudo is so talented. Um, that is a contentious match, and I would say that is a match matchup you guys should look out for. SUJ versus Crudo going to be very, very competitive. Um, Crudo, I don't think, is given a lot of the respect that they're owed. Best uh, Sheik coming out of Florida now with the exodus of Plup to the West Coast. But Crudo, very, very, very strong competitor. Leffen, Skurzo, Fox Ditto again. Skurzo, best player in Illinois right now. Um, could they upset Leffen? Are they on that um, that soon say tier of up and coming cracked out foxes? It's possible, but I think Leffen is really trying to make a statement at the end of the year. Uh, Leffen didn't look as strong as I was hoping for at the most recent summit. It's a little bit of a letdown, but of course, soon say is playing on another level. So you got to give credit to soon say for taking that upset over Leffen at that summit. Um, I'm going to give the nod to Leffen, but I'm going to say there is a chance. Or Skurzo to try to make some moves. Fiction yeah. Polish fi- fiction is so disciplined, man. Fiction's a beast. 
And from what I'm understanding, Polish really playing a lot of characters right now. I think throwing in Puff as well as Fox in some matchups. Oh, uh, so that's what I think. I might have misread a a Polish tweet, but the greatest top what... ten level player to not top ten of all time. <laughs> Let me just start switching away from Peach. Uh, I love it. And that yeah, Polish, I don't know Polish super well, but based off of the waiting for game episode that Polish was on, that is just. Uh, that feels very on brand. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Polish is. I I knew Polish when they were a Falcon main tag was ambiguously Polish. Um, they were strong as Falco. They were they're very strong as Peach. One of the best Peaches to do it in the last two years. Um, only in contention with Laud and Trifasia. Um, and I could definitely see Polish Fox really doing some work. I haven't seen too many vods of Polish's Fox but I definitely need to go in the tubes and try to find some just to highlight some couple losers matches, just to give you guys a little taste. Well, before we kick it off into our uh, little show match at the end, um, I would love a Steven runs fat Goku is one of my favorite players. Uh, love absolutely love Steven to death. Uh, Slow King best player from Iowa. Uh, probably will will have, definitely have a very contentious set. Should Skurzo fall to left and Skurzo, I think slow King will be a very contentious set. would give the nod to Skurzo though. Uh, Chape, best player from from Chile, to face off against Ringler. I'm hoping that makes it on stream. This banger set, Umarth versus Preeminent. That's going to be a tough one. It really depends on if Nakamaman has been coming to tournaments over in Minnesota. Um, best Marth in Minnesota, I believe, as of right now. Um, Umarth very very strong. Um, last time I seen them on a stream was when they lost to uh, Jflex <laughs> a, a couple months back. So. Um, it definitely won't be the Sheik Marth matchup, but the Fox Marth matchup. I know Umar is very, very strong in. Uh, Rocket, the Young Link player, I believe, uh, facing off against Ralph. So that's our second mid slash low tier in the top 64 bracket. Casper versus Rom. Kalvar, again, another um, New England representative, and might have to face off if they both go on a run. If you see Bonfire and Kalvar get two wins in the top 64, they'll have to face off in losers round three. But they're that. Counts on Calvar beating Jay Wick and SFOP and Bonfire beating Nut and France. So definitely could see that happening. Calvar very, very good. Um, SFOP, I think, very, very strong in the Marth matchup, obviously beating Mewtwo King just recently at DreamHack Atlanta. And Kadoran and Bonf- at uh, Lost, wait, not Lost Tech City. It was somewhere else, wasn't it? Cause... They had a game five. I don't know if he won that. I wasn't 100% sure. You know what? Was, uh, no, SFOP won. Because Kadora missed the down air, and <laughs> actually in the same way that the Mutant King did. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. So as long as Calvar uh, hits his suicide downer, I think he'll be good mm-hmm. against Sesvop. But that's a huge asterisk right there. Bonfire has to win a Sheik Ditto and then beats win Sheik versus Doctor Mario, uh, which actually isn't as easy as what people might think. I think um, a lot of Sheik mains, especially at the mid level, mid to high level, kind of assume they're going to run over mid-tiers because, oh, I can chain grab them, or, oh, I can just edge guard them. But they forget that some mid-tiers have some pretty devastating punish game. It has some good spacing tools. So Dr. Mario pills and down smash and forward air and grabs into forward air is a pretty strong tool against Sheik. So we'll have to see if that happens. But I think I would give the nod to Franz in that matchup. But I could definitely see a bonfire upset. So potential New England team kill and losers round three at top 64. Uh, but it's definitely a little bit of a shake in the right direction. We'll have to see. Okay, so you're going to have to pick one matchup in the entire of Top 16 to talk about. 
because we have spent a lot of time in top 64 and we got to want to spend a little bit of time in top eight. So we have to take one matchup. I will go first. I want to see hungry box versus left to qualify in the winner's side top eight, because the last time we saw it, we got some good fireworks afterwards at the Ludwig smash invitational and Leffen has been pre-johnning about his bad controller for over a month now. So if Hungerbox does it again, that'll be fantastic. If Leffen does the thing and beats Hungerbox, I think that'll be just as hilarious. That has keep your eyes glued on the screen vibes from start to finish. And that's what I want to see. I wanted to say a couple of other matchups, but my eyes went to that and I went, oh, I, I have to talk about that <laughs> specific matchup. So do you have one you want to talk about here for top Absolutely. 16? Slug versus Fiction is my shout for top, for your top 16 matchup to watch. So mean. Fiction, Fiction has been very, very vocal many years about how Icy should never beat Falco. Um, Falco it was has, brutal has at lasers. double down. Falco has, has tilts. Um, and for... Every sense of the word fiction is correct on paper. Falco should never lose to Ices. But right before he said, you know, it's the matchup so easy. I'm just going to make a guide to release to make sure that no Falco ever loses to Ices. He gets upset by bananas at Big House 8 and gets two stocks taken by a 100% plus Sopo um, to win the set. And that wasn't just wobbling. That was bananas absolutely outplaying fiction at every corner and then finish it off with the sopo that's been in the tubes for a long time but more than anything slug is a different breed of player slug is putting ICs back on the map to where we're seeing players like lunar dust start to make runs again other ICs are coming back up to chase after slugs coattails to try to see if they can tread that they can trail this path as well and I'm so excited to see if Slug can really conquer the anti Icy's demon and qualify for top eight. That would be awesome to see. Or even if somehow you're capable of being able to take on Amsa and make winner side top eight, but that's that is a bigger challenge. So as it stands now, for winners, top eight side of winners, you have Mango versus Hungrybox mm-hmm. and Amsa versus IBDW. Two banger sets, and then down in losers is Aklo versus Leffen, Slug versus Axe, as it stands now. So, pick somebody to win from Winterside Grands, and who's going to have the fatty losers run to possibly win the tournament? I will let you go first, Hada. Uh, Mango with the home crowd sounds my guy right now. I'm not going to And Mango, been been grinding a little bit. Um, Definitely been on getting some games in with some other top players as of recent. Um, I think Amsa is really the hotness right now, so that's a, another good shout. So obviously, Mango Amsa Winners Finals is probably the go-to. I think Mango has been in very rare form this past year, where he's been looking like the competitor that I think everyone was wanting. And so I want to give the nod to Mango to take this one home, send us out on the year with a Mango dub, depending on if um, you know some other tournament comes out of the woodwork to replace these circuits or whatever at the end of the year but this could be the very last big tournament of the year and i'm going to give the nod to mango on winner's side loser's side god it's so hard um probably cody i think cody probably has the best shot of running through losers i think losing to all of a sudden 
and then having him run through at least to a third place is probably your best bet. Um, I can see Leffen making a run. Leffen actually has a pretty good bracket. Leffen into Akla, I can see that. Uh, Leffen over Cody. I think that's going to be a contentious set. I think Cody's probably looking and has the most fire in him, especially now that this panda drama is going on. Whether that's a distraction, whether that's a motivator is really going to be the the question, I think. Whether or not this whole panda drama is fuel for Cody to perform better or a distraction for Cody to perform worse. Um, I think Leffen over HBox, I would really give the shot to Leffen. I think Leffen plays that matchup extraordinarily smart. And then Leffen Sheik versus Amsa. Um, I saw their friendlies a little bit on stream and they look pretty good. Um, look pretty back and forth. So especially if Leffen was watching the first to 25 plus versus Amsa, maybe got some ideas. I think that's actually the Leffen Sheik versus Amsa could be a realistic win. I think Leffen versus Mango, I think it's definitely Mango, but it would be a very, very exciting losers run for Leffen and a really exciting grand finals, regardless if it's Amsa, Mango. Regardless if it's Amsa, Leffen, or Ivy Dude. And if Leffen beats Hungrybox to make winner's side top eight, it's Mango versus Leffen winner's finals. And that matchup probably determines who wins the tournament because I'm thinking the same way as you. I'm thinking Mango wants to win this, even if it doesn't give him a true argument for number one this year, which he obviously wanted. He indicated that today on Twitter. But if you want to have an argument and be able to just player your way into being conversed as the number one player of 2022 you win main stage so mango knows he's got to do that so i'm excited to see that potential matchup whether it's mango versus hungry box or mango versus leffen i assume one of those two things happen that has a big influence on who wins the tournament and then amsa being able to beat ibdw that is going to be monumental and Let's say that Amsa is able to chain an IBDW win into either a Mango, Leffen, or Hungrybox win and beat whoever comes up out of losers. What a great tournament that would be for Amsa. And same for IBDW. If any of those are able to take it and win main stage, that's, that helps their overall year tremendously, regardless of who it is. And then for Dark Horses, yes. Give me Slug. Oh my gosh, that would be. Brotherly Love East very young. I would I my heart would be a flutter, especially on the same day where I'm going to be cheering my heart out for the Eagles Titans, my brother for my birthday, my brother ticket, we're gonna go see the game, and then I can cheer for Slug afterwards in top eight. And by the way, the fact that top eight doesn't start until seven PM East Prime should be doing that in the afternoon, not in the evening, because that's gonna run late because Ultimate's gonna run late. Now I'm going to be up until really, really late like it was for main stage last year. Dad, gum it. But hey, we got Mango commentary last year, and that was pretty fun. So maybe we'll get Mango commentary again this year. <laughs> that Mango just busters out. Ah. So this is going to be a very exciting top eight, and most likely the unofficial end to the year of 2022 because Smash World Tour is not a thing. No one's going to Panda Cup, or you're going to Panda Cup, and you're going to stall for eight minutes. I don't know what exactly that's going to look like, look like but that takes those two tournaments out of the equation what we were so excited for just a mere few days ago is now gone so this is most likely the at the end game the last tournament of 2022 and that means who wants it more and i say mango hada i think you're feeling a mango win but i will give you 
a second pick of I'm taking Slug coming out of losers and possibly double eliminating somebody in grand finals. Super dummy hype. Never been done except for nine other times in Melee history and never been done by an IC's. IC's first major win. Oh my gosh. So many amazing performance level shenanigans that Slug could pull off in this one tournament would be amazing. All right. And I think that wraps us up for our main stage uh, preview. Now, who are you getting the hands by right now, Jesse? I forgot to ask uh, the Discord. You should think about this and tell the people. You should tell the people uh, whether or not you are going to go to Genesis Nine if it gets canceled and and play melee with me. Today. Oh yeah, I have to get my controller. So you could talk to the people here. So yeah, I can set that so. Up. Yeah, my plan and the plan for the greater all chat team is um, to go to Genesis and Gen actually all chat has a booth. So if you guys want to hang out with the all chat team, hang out with JFlex, Slum, uh, Two Saint, myself, uh, K Jet Shadow, uh, we're all planning on going to Genesis, uh, God willing, and hope to see you guys there. So if you guys want to go ahead and meet the all chat team, we will be at Genesis. And I'm warming up the Dr. Mario because I'm a. I'm thinking I'm gonna play Doc. 